And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors. And happy to... Is it Friday? No, it's, it's Friday. Tuesday. No, come it's on, Tuesday. No, it's come on, Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we're filling in for the uh, vacationing Lance Roberts in the Riviera. On his yacht with James Bond. Uh, Rich Rosso filling in today with Chris Behan. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Rich, thanks. On a Tuesday. You awake there, Behan? No, no. This is early. I don't, you know, Lance is, I have more respect each and every day for Lance. Let me tell you, me too. Serious. In all seriousness, it is a challenge. <clears throat> First of all, we're all up early here. We're like a 3.30 to 4.30 a.m. crowd. But to actually get ready, get in your car, come here, adds another level of uh, respect that I have, especially for Lance. But uh, while yeah. he vacations, I think he's full of cannolis this week, isn't he? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I think he's in doing Italy and all of that. So, And uh, so uh, he'll be back. On Monday. So, uh, well, some good news first. Twitter is down 11% yesterday. Gosh, I'm crying. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Do you, you need know, a Elon tissue? Musk is really a genius. Let's get this stuff into court. Let's see how many bots exist on Twitter. Twitter is a train wreck. Twitter is not run as a publicly traded company. It's run as a political activist organization. A PAO. Is that, is that good for tax exemption? And All I know is to get that company into the sunshine and look at the roaches and find where the mold is, is going to be interesting. So in the meantime, that company gets shellacked. Speaking of shellacked, light shellac, not, not the heavy stuff. Market is down. Futures are down. Listen, we're going into earnings season. We're going into where the dollar is so incredibly strong. I think it's on par with the euro at this point. So if you want to travel overseas, you're going to have a lot of fun. However, for multinational corporations that have to report earnings, this is going to be a challenge. Uh, everybody is going to be on pins and needles when it comes to guidance and what uh, these companies say. This is one of the most, I think, Chris, important earnings season reports we're going to see because it's going to give us an indication of where the consumer is unless you're pepsi because pepsi really did report good numbers which shows that we are snacking fools chris in the united states because Absolutely. people think pepsi is a soft drink company but it is not snack food it is totally a snack food company, and that's how Americans eat. Probably a lot more snacks than we should, but that's how we eat. I'm living proof. <laughs> but, you know, so Pepsi had some pretty good uh, earnings, but we are set up for Thursday where the big banks start to report. So obviously we're going to be a bit uh, volatile uh, until that happens, we see uh, Treasury yields falling this morning. 
uh, as well. Overall, listen, um, Lance will argue with it because he's looking a little bit longer term that we're not, we haven't broken the long-term trend. We're not in a bear market. I say we are. And it's just based on not the long-term trend, but the overall actions or the activity of the market has this, you know, I feel the claw marks on my back of that bear. But there are also, bear markets are also real markets. And let me explain. Bear markets, which we don't really get very often, right? Because the Fed comes in on their white horse and they give us this V-shaped rebound that doesn't really happen. We never let recessions or business cycles flow through. We don't let bear markets allow to happen. But what if this time we do? What if this time there is this cleansing of the system? We allow some zombie companies to fail. Unfortunately, there will be financial instability. So the Fed's going to have to possibly surgically come in and do certain measures. But with inflation the way it is, they are stuck. And you know, Chris, we talk about it all the time that they have been late to the game. But um, I am in the camp. And we'll see if I'm wrong. I'm giving Mr. Powell another chance. We're going to see if he's serious. Very about... kind of you. <laughs> Very kind, Hutch. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the next uh, rate hike? 75 basis points or 100 basis points? Uh, I'm going to go on the low side. I'll, I'll do 75 basis points. Yeah. Uh, now, that's the, the chicken S way to go. Uh, and that's probably the way they are going to go. Hey. I say we do 100 basis points and get this thing done. Like, let the cards fall where they may. Let free markets work. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But in the meantime, you're an investor, right? And it's tough to be an investor today. This is the worst performance of a 60-40 portfolio I can remember because bonds don't work, stocks don't work. Now, recent, recently, bonds have worked a bit, but not the way they should because I will tell you, and we're going to get some insight from Chris on this because he talks to people all day. I don't think there's enough fear. I don't think there's enough fear in this market. My personal opinion is we get a rally and we fall back to maybe 33 to 3,400 on the S&P. I think we need to hear much more despondency, much more hatred for stocks. And we're just not there yet. So bear markets are a process. Corrections aren't. They're just events. But bear markets are a process, right? The bear goes into hibernation, comes out again to, to give you a swipe, goes back in, comes back out. And it is a torturous process. Thankfully, they last, they don't last as long as bull markets do. But man, are they painful. Agreed. Especially if you're going to go and you're going to be, say, I don't know, three to five years from retirement, Chris? Oh, absolutely. Or, or you're thinking about doing it later this year. I mean, uh, a lot of folks I've been chatting with are really mm -hmm. reconsidering their retirement plans at the current, uh, the current market volatility. Right. How many retirees are probably going to, or prospective retirees, going to postpone? Even if their plans work. And I will tell you, and Danny brought this up on the show yesterday, we have built our financial plans to endure through this. We do not have any clients that have done a plan that have to cut back their withdrawal rate. 
if they do change something in their lifestyle, it's a choice. It is in their power. We have told them, we have built the plans. And Chris, I don't know if you realize this, back in 2019, I lowered return, forward return expectations on every asset class, and I'm always a couple of years late. But what if we are going through a more secular digestion of returns where they're just much lower for stocks and bonds on average as we go forward and you're a retiree? So what I want to talk about with bear markets and real markets when we get back, um, we're going to talk with Chris because I want to get his feelings because it's all about the feelings now. No. It's not about the facts, everybody. I'm not a feelings guy. Feelings. Whoa. Feelings. That's what it's about when we get back here on The Real Investment Show. I didn't have to say Financial Fitness Friday. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Hurricane season is here. And along the Texas Gulf Coast, we know how to prepare. What we don't always know is which way the storm will go and if a hurricane does come your way, whether your house will flood. Fortunately, you can get flood insurance. Unfortunately, flood insurance rates have skyrocketed. Don't be at risk. Let the specialists at RIA Insurance assess your needs and shop your coverage for the best rates possible. Another service from realinvestmentadvice.com. Click on the insurance tab, realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show. To Lance Roberts, <clears throat> Rich Ross, <clears throat> Rich Ross of CFP, and Chris Behan. Extraordinaire. We're here to help. We're not from the government. Um, so, <clears throat> we're going to have a great presentation coming up in August. Inflation Nation, Thursday, August 4th. We're going to give you, you know, a real nine step inflation battle plan, Danny and I. But, since Lance is not here, we're going to play you a ditty. We're going to play you some music. We have come up with our own Inflation Nation theme song. I think it's Courtesy be of the talented Brent Clanton. So listen to the words, everybody. I love his voice. <clears throat> Me I too. love his voice. It's, it's, Great he's song. He's awesome. Inflation Nation, such a conflagration, paying more for stuff throughout the nation. Inflation is erosion of our purchasing power, makes things cost more, and turns our moods sour. 
Inflation Nation, it's too many bucks chasing too few goods and piles of stuff. Inflation is a tax that hits all consumers, and if you think it's transient, that's just a rumor. Supply chain disruption was more than temporary. Add federal spending with easy fiscal policy, plus war and drought, and the great resignation. Is it any wonder we're an inflation nation? Inflation Nation, where does it go from here? Will we still have to pay for more for lottery tickets and beer? A stronger dollar should make imports cost less, but wages won't keep up, leaving things a mess. You can form a battle plan to fight your own inflation. Make a micro-budget list of things for your situation. Don't buy a bunch of stuff or take a long vacation. Just keep the status quo. It's an inflation nation. What a conflagration. Paying too much for stuff throughout the nation. Where will it end? Nobody knows. Inflation nation keeps us on our toes. Oh, that's beautiful. It is. There's a rumor that at the next Biden press conference... They'll be playing that song. Oh, it'll be the theme song. I was there with Brent Clown when he wrote it. He's a young buzzard, that buzzard corn pop. <laughs> a buzzard corn pop? What is that? I don't know, but does he? Well, uh, well, that's what I was going to say, but you <laughs> took my punchline. Hey, Rich, you got to let me do the punchline, man. Okay, you, you do the punchline. You can't line. do both sides. All right, so this is, again, our nine-step inflation battle plan. That's coming. So we want to make sure you tune in because obviously uh, you're going to have to rewrite this song probably by middle of 2023, the end. Mm -hmm. Deflation Nation. Ah. Because demographics matter. And the older we get, believe it or not, the less we spend. Um, Danny talked about the retirement smile. And that was a, a term coined by David Blanchett. And it's true. Uh, there's this active spending in retirement. Uh, that's the first part of your sm smile. And then something sort of happens. <clears throat> you sort of fall into a groove. You're not unhealthy. Everything's fine. But you don't travel as much. You do things closer to home. And you're actual, and you're healthy. And your expenses just sort of go along. And you wind up spending less. And then as you get older, obviously, with health care, long-term care costs, that other part of the smile forms. So that tends to be a very deflationary view. But for now, it is inflation nation, and we have to uh, deal with it. Um, so I was on this, uh, I don't know why, this Facebook group, and it was about Jeff Bezos, how terrible he is, because um, he's a billionaire. And it's no right for him. He doesn't even have the right to the money, but he doesn't have the right to exist, which is a new spin, Chris. It's not even that he has the right to the, he doesn't have the right to the money because his daddy funded him. So that's a bad thing, right? His daddy funded him, and he then turned $250 million into the fortune it is today. So I would say that was a pretty good bet on your son to form. Amazon, but he is being vilified 
along with all the other billionaires. So New York decided to take a stand. How would you like to bite the head off of your favorite billionaire? How would you like to lick Elon Musk? Well, you can because they have created ice pops. And these ice pops are in the form of the faces of Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, and Jack Ma. So it's a Brooklyn artist collective called MSHHF. Don't even want to know what that is. So it's selling these miniature and scrumptious titans at Columbus Circle from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you'd like to, today, so if you'd like to visit New York, take your life into your own hands, and get yourself a Jeff Bezos pop, please feel free to do so. So you're promoting your Brooklyn peeps. (laughs) These are cool-looking pops. I am going to tell you, they do look like... uh, Jeff Bezos. The Mark Zuckerberg one is creepy as heck. So, Brent, maybe next time, instead of bringing you anything from Bucky's, mm-hmm. I will get you a uh, Elon Musk pop. I would imagine they're all sour flavors. <laughs> nice. That's very good. I wonder what happens. Do you recycle the stick? <laughs> the question would be how, but we won't You know go what there. the Tasty Art Project is called? Yeah. Eat the Rich. <laughs> And guess what? It's only ten dollars <laughs> for forty cents. So pop. we're gonna hate those billionaires, but I'm gonna collect ten bucks a pop from you. So that's uh, that's coming up. So interesting uh, article in the Wall Street Journal about the recovery of jobs and where the share of all U.S. jobs have been located, or at least a good percentage of them, and that has been red states. So this is analysis by the Labor Department, uh, data by the Brookings Institute think tank. Red states have added, listen to this, Chris, 341,000 jobs over that time since February 2020, while blue states were still short 1.3 million jobs as of May. And you think about all the companies that are moving their headquarters, right, from blue to red states? Easily. Chicago to Miami. Uh, Illinois to Texas. So I don't know what's going to stop this progression. It's absolutely wreaking havoc with house prices in Texas and property taxes. Same in Florida. And Florida. Florida has become incredibly expensive. We used to love to go to Florida or live in Florida because what the house you were able to get moving from New York. Think about why so many retirees go there, right? And now I think Miami is one of the priciest markets, uh, Tampa, Florida, Sarasota, where my daughter was Venice. born. That's an incredibly pricey market. And I can remember when you were able to get a house dirt cheap. Okay. So this is these the states that have gained the most migrants, right? Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Nevada, right? No income tax at all, right? No uh, state tax. But the point is, even Tennessee, I have friends in Nashville. They said, Rich, you would not believe the house prices here now. It is becoming, for current residents, unaffordable, especially when it comes to taxes. And you have to calculate this when you retire. Which state are you going to retire in? For those people that are looking to migrate, the costs may not be as cheap anymore as you think. You may like, say, the political climate better. You might like the weather better. 
but it used to be that, hey, I'm moving here to lower my cost of living. And right now, that's not the case. Yep. So you might have to get even more creative where you go. It also might depend on the city you go to in a state. So a less desirable city. And Absolutely. You know, there's Orlando, for example, in Florida, Orlando, Miami, Tampa, stuff like that. It'll cost more. But if you go to someplace like Tallahassee, it might cost less. But it's, you know what? I looked like even like Jacksonville, Tallahassee, they're not that much less. So well, it's it seems like it's very uniform. Yes, there are the hot spots. Agreed. But everything else seems like a warm spot. And I'm seeing that in Texas, even in the more rural areas where you would think, why would anybody want to leave here? Now, I would, because I'm not me and people. We don't get along. But I'm seeing those house prices go up dramatically. And property. And property tax. And property. So it is amazing if you want to purchase land. Uh, listen, I was in Luling over the weekend. If you haven't had uh, the uh, city market barbecue, you're missing out. Were you thumping melons? <laughs> The melons were boiling and crying for mercy, Brent. <laughs> I, I listened to a melon and I heard, help me, help me. It was wow. 120 degrees. I do not kid. Really? My car, Marvita said, outside temp. Now, I always understand the temp's yeah, going to yeah. be higher, but I've yeah. never had it in Luling in the summer wow. at 120 degrees. Watermelon broth. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 120 degrees and you step out and it's like you're in the you're on the edge of a furnace. Oh yeah. Right? Pizza yeah. oven. It's a pizza it's oven. It's a pizza oven. <laughs> I have a friend who used to own a restaurant and uh, if you go by the pizza oven, you can feel it. Hmm. I'm going to tell you though, best barbecue ever. Uh, if you haven't never been there, don't even say a word Chris cuz you'll be tossed out of the radio show. Uh, <laughs> I Okay. Fine. Oh, I really like Rudy's. Okay. Rudy's is fine. I really like. I yeah. go to the original one. They're not, all fine. No, I go to the original one in Leon Springs. Okay. Well, we should be taking a trip to get the best barbecue. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, Social Security and, again, this bear market um, activity I want to talk about with Chris that I think you'll find important when we get back here on The Real Investment Show. Stay tuned. Investment Advice blog. It's required reading for the informed investor. Catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com. In 1999, a parafiduciary group of financial advisors were busted by corporate giants for trying to operate in their clients' best interest. These men promptly escaped from a high cost margin environment to the Houston Energy Corridor. Today, still excoriated by their former employers, they survive as protectors of others' fortunes. If you have a problem about preserving capital, if no one else can help, and you can find them right here, maybe you should hire the RIA team. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. Now, I will tell you, the fastest growing population in Florida is a cult. It's called the Villages. 
it's like the in Central Florida, they suck the retirees in and they never leave. True. The 2020 U.S. Census said that it has the fastest rising population in a metropolitan area in the U.S. The villages. Yeah. I still rem- Listen, I was a broker mm. in Miami and Sarasota Miami. in the 90s, early 90s. And I still remember the villages commercial in my head. They ran it so many times. It has population has grown by 40% mm. since 2010. The village is people. The village is people, yes. Listen, village it's is, got yes. everything. It, everything you want is within it. So I have a client that lives there. And I said, hey, do you ever leave? He Res- goes, no. Restaurants are here. Golf is here. Everything's here. And I'm like, holy moly. So um, they, it is still the fastest growing community for retirees. If you want golf... And you want all these activities, and you can own a patio home and so forth. The villages is the place to be. So now there is still so see Chris, there's still hope for you, man. You can no, live not, in the villages. Uh, I bet they have. Oh, I know they have their own newspaper. Listen, we all can move there. I bet they're going to have their own radio station eventually. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not moving back to Florida. So this was pioneered by Dell Webb, and obviously we see a lot of Dell Webb communities popping up in Texas and everywhere else. So, but they have not caught on, even though they're, they get a lot of attention, and a lot of older Americans do live in these communities. The Villages is the one that seems to get the most attention. Well, Isn't it, it 55 plus? Yes. It, so, uh, it takes the Villages. It takes a <laughs> It takes the Villages to, to raise a senior. A senior, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, they used to have stuff like that in New Jersey. It's called Crestwood Village. Looks like they even have their own cemetery. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Ouch. Makes sense. Okay, Rich. Soup to nuts, man. (laughs) Soup to nuts. Okay, Rich. Never leave the villages. I never leave my house. Womb to the tomb. (laughs) Womb (laughs) to... Okay, guys. All right, so we're in this bear market, and obviously it takes a toll on our emotions. And it's all about feelings today. No rules, no critical thinking, just feelings, oh, feelings. But feelings are important when it comes to investing because money's emotional. You can't discount it, but you have to be aware of it. And you also have to find a way to work around it and not take it out on your portfolio. So, Chris, I know you talk to so many people every day. Easily. Uh, all different age groups. Too. You're, you're, you talk to a wide swath of subsectors of the economy and groups. And we're, I mean, you're, you're geography, talking. economics, it doesn't matter if they have $10,000 or $10 million. I'm chatting with everyone, different parts of the country. Uh-huh. Some people calling from different parts of the world to get information from us. Uh, it is very, very diverse. Is there a common thread of communication that you get among all these? Because of the volatility, absolutely, uh, Rich. The the volatility is just making people, and they actually use the word jumping off a ledge. They they used to be able to do it themselves, manage their own money, Mm -hmm. but none of the rules that we historically have talked about work anymore, and they don't know. I think their biggest fear is knowing when to jump into the market, and more importantly, when to get out of the market. And that's what you know, Lance and you guys do here so well is really monitor. the market as well as individual stocks and also ETFs. 
Well, and keep in mind, you got to remember, you're throwing an emotional sort of connotation here. We're not jumping in the market or coming out, right? We are working around indicators, what the market is telling us, right? There are rules that we follow. We'll, and listen, we are willing to change the rules if they need to change. I mean, I don't mean change the rules completely, but adjust according to the environment. But we let the market tell us what to do because a lot of calls even that we take, obviously as advisors, is you people absolutely know where the market's going. They don't have an opinion about where the market's going. They absolutely know. And I'm like, well, how did you gain this intelligence? And why shouldn't I be working for you? Because obviously you've got all the money if you know exactly where the market is going. Uh, that is unrealistic. And that's something called recency bias. Whatever the current trend is, you think will continue forever. Our job is to avoid that. Our job is to look at the data. Yes, we study past markets. And I will tell you, this bar bear market is orderly. There's nothing unusual about this bear market compared to any other bear market I've ever studied. The problem is we have a lot of people who do, don't believe that bear markets could ever happen. And if they do, the Fed's going to come in on a white horse and save us all. And what if they don't? So the volatility, I don't think we've seen anything yet. Or maybe this is what it is, but you're right. You're probably talking to a lot of people that may have just started to investing and in, started to invest in the last 12 years, Chris. Agreed. And then the folks who have been investing for a long time are concerned that if uh, we have too much uh, government intervention, mm -hmm. what it's going to do to their dollar. So, um, well, obviously, where the dollar is today, people wonder. Obviously, inflation's eroding the purchasing power, but it is king dollar. It's you know how many times I have to say to someone. Oh, someone will say to me, the dollar's collapsing. I'm like, have you looked at a chart of the dollar? <laughs> it is not collapsing. And this sort of goes along with Lance's premise that money will come into the United States as fear builds. See, but I think what's going to make this bear market a little different is I think the fear has to smolder a bit. And it happens all the time. We go through this denial stage, but this one might last just a little longer because people are so gripped to believe the Fed's going to come out and save us all. And I have to help people understand is what if that's not the case this time? One, you don't get that V-shaped recovery. Yes, you get recovery, but it could take two to four years, not two to four months. That's when the Fed comes in and bails everybody out. Yes, could there be some, some form of quantitative easing to take the pressure off yields? Look at the debt. Look at our debt to GDP. I get that. Higher interest rates, we're already seeing real slowdown in the housing market. We're seeing people, we're seeing demand destruction across the board for commodities. Look at copper. Look at lumber. Look at steel, right? The market is screaming at us that things are slowing down. That part's not unusual at all. The emotional grip to the Fed, though, you know, it's like, you know, it's like that ex, like that ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend you let get away and you always, you're trying all these ways to get them back. I think investors are in this den strong denial, big D phase of wanting to believe the Fed is going to bail them out. And I have to help people understand is what if that's not the case? That's, that's a real market. And that's not a bad thing. The issue is, is how do you station the portfolio that you own for the goals? How do you match the, up to the goals that you have and ride it through? 
listen, if you look at some consumer staples companies, we just talked about Pepsi, uh, food and beverage, utilities, defensive sectors, they've held up. It's been a very orderly understanding of markets. Tech has been destroyed, right, as inflation has crept up, right? We're looking through the rubble right now, Chris. Like, we're trying to find to see where the opportunity is going to be. I know Lance's fundamental screens are screaming at this point with even some tech companies. But, tech, uh, but technically, they do not look very good. It's sort of like what happened with energy stocks <clears throat> a year or two ago. When Lance was like, you know, I saw him at his desk. He was like salivating. I thought maybe he was eating breakfast. He was looking <laughs> at a screen of energy stocks. Oh, look at these. Oh, my gosh, they're so cheap. Uh, but the fundamentals were there, right? But you have to have a rule to understand when to buy or when to build a position in a fundamentally strong investment. What else are you hearing besides the volatility? Now, the political risk, before you continue, the political issue obviously is important, right? More government intervention. You probably have a lot of business owners that are concerned. And Michael brought this up on the show last week, that we actually are starting to see spending being curtailed by the upper echelons of income groups. And that is rare, very rare to see that. And I do think, Chris, that happens to be uh, due to, one, the thought of more government intervention and taxes going higher uh, and uh, the state of the executive branch. I think lack of faith is really squelching the wealth, the animal spirits of the wealthiest. Yes, the animal spirits. What, what I've also been hearing is mm-hmm. as people are getting ready for retirement, they're looking, and you said it earlier, which state to move to, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a couple mm-hmm. of states. We know who they are. We know the, the players they're looking, folks are looking for places where they don't have to pay an income tax. They have better quality of life um, and for them, in their opinion, better politics. And it allows them to, to have the next chapter of their lives look like they wanted on their terms versus being in an area where crime might be higher, cost of living is much higher, stuff like that. And I agree with you. I think, um, I don't think, obviously, you don't make a move in your portfolio due to politics but you might make a change to where you live due to the political climate and then you have to adjust someone's financial plan accordingly and make sure they're looking at it intellectually and from a lifestyle perspective agreed i've got two words for you the villages stop it with the villages When we get back, we're going to talk about the Social Security have a trust fund solvency problem. Well, yeah, but those age 35 or younger, they're going to bear the brunt of it when we return here on The Real Investment Show. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Hurricane season is here. And along the Texas Gulf Coast, we know how to prepare. What we don't always know is which way the storm will go and if a hurricane does come your way, whether your house will flood. Fortunately, you can get flood insurance. Unfortunately, flood insurance rates have skyrocketed. 
don't be at risk. Let the specialists at RIA Insurance assess your needs and shop your coverage for the best rates possible. Another service from realinvestmentadvice.com. Click on the insurance tab, realinvestmentadvice.com. The Real Investment Show. So we really do hope you can join us for our next Lunch and Learn on August 6th. It'll, uh, August 4th, I'm sorry. That's at noon. And it's going to be a Zoom meeting. Uh, you can't sign up yet, but you will soon. But we're going to come up with these tips. Well, we have them already, obviously. Nine-step inflation battle plan. Th- this comes from study. This also comes from our discussions with clients who are really good at being solid stewards of their money and been through inflation nation before. Some of these lessons are from their grandparents and what they did to survive, right? So we hope you can tune in, uh, sit in with us, have your lunch Thursday, August 4th at noon. Uh, We have the 10-year treasury below 3% this morning. Futures are still down. We are in earnings season, the, the week right now, right? We're just starting it mostly by the end of the week. We did have a few companies report. Pepsi came out, had pretty decent earnings. And this is where money tends to gravitate in uh, squishy cycles of markets. Um, food and beverage, you're always going to eat, right? It's just worry about margins and inflation pressure. But with Pepsi, it has such a diversified business, um, it's gone so much more aggressively into snack foods. It's really has paid attention to how people eat, how Americans eat, but how the globe eats. Uh, and it is reported in their numbers today. But we'll have big banks reporting this week. That's going to be important, the, the, uh, the guidance of what they see. So, um, you know, you're just going to be on this roller coaster as news comes out day by day. But I will tell you, you don't disrupt your portfolio based on this news. Um, And as you get closer to retirement, I will tell you, you should be more conservative. It's something we talk about in the right lane class, that valuations are still cheap, are are still expensive, and that you can't afford to lose. If you're two to three years from retirement, and, and Chris, you brought it up earlier, I am very concerned, and I brought this up last year to people who are retiring this year. I told them last year, I am very concerned you are retiring into a headwind for risk asset returns. What that means is your returns on stocks and bonds are going to be less going forward, and we have to plan accordingly. And also, sometime next year, we're going to have to really see where inflation is. I raised the inflation or the baseline inflation in plans last, um, well, about a year and a half ago, when everybody was talking about how inflation was transitory, and I was like, I don't think it's as transitory as everybody thinks. Not at all. <clears throat> right. I mean, listen, think about it this way. Yes, we're going to see demand destruction. We're going to see prices come down. The problem is, what's the new plateau? When companies raise prices, they don't lower them again. We've had a rare opportunity for corporations to have some pricing power and raise prices. Now, they're going to shrink your product. Uh, you know, we have shrinkflation going on. We've had that for years. 
it'll just be more aggressive as we go forward. So what we might see is that, hey, producer price index, producer prices are still high. Companies can't pass on current costs. That's going to be margin pressure. That's something that the market's going to be listening to very carefully about margin pressure and the state of the consumer as we go forward. So um, that's where it's going to, you know, it's going to be, uh, I will tell you, companies that beat, I don't even know if they're going to do well. They might not drop as much as other companies, but it's going to be the forward guidance that we need to listen to uh, as we go forward. So yeah, I know, again, I mean, we're Chris Behan. Chris talks to people from every walk of life, every day. So you talked about the political climate and the volatility. Anything else that stands out for you from the people that you talk to? Well, they, they're looking for someone who can guide them and also listen to them. I think that's our, our, my biggest uh, uh, sounding point where people are, are talking. Mm -hmm. uh, they tell me their advisor hasn't called them in a year or two years or 15 years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Especially with the volatile market, they've asked them questions and they haven't responded. I, I think this is probably the best time to, to reach out to your client base or to whoever to chat with to get a better understanding of what's occurring in the market and how um, you can have provided a, a, a platform or a strategy to um, for them to weather the storm. I, I, mm -hmm. Rich, you brought up something about lowering costs and stuff. If you go to the store uh -huh. and you go to the perimeter, so you go like produce, you go to the meats, dairy, and all that, you can see the prices go up. I mean, it's it's there, right? Yes. But if oh, you yeah. go to the middle of the store, the boxes all are the same, but when you open up the box, <laughs> all of a sudden half the crackers are in there, and you think someone made an error until you open up the next box, and the crackers are half or whatever, and, and the you know inflation's really there. And you can find it more in the middle. As um, I'm listening to you, I'm realizing one thing. You're yeah. eating too many crackers. Well, I... Because <laughs> you're opening one box, then the next box, and then... Well, the well look at me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting anorexia, and I'm winning. Um, no, so, I mean, if you take a look at... Okay, we'll go health food. Yogurt. I mean, yogurt has gone from, what, eight ounces down to six, down to five ounces? I mean... What, 1972, and the is, they used to think yogurt was health food. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but Chris is carrying that forward into Well, it's all the sugar in it. Um, my, my wife is a dietitian by trade, and she makes her own yogurt at home. And it now tastes, that would make a difference. Yeah, it, yeah, and it tastes different, too. Mm -hmm. So you have to actually add something, a little, as Brent would want, honey. So oh, yeah. I think Mrs. Behan's yeah. got a lot of insurance on Mr. Behan. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah she yeah. needs to. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm worth more. But the listening part, let's, and, and you and I have been working together for well over two decades. And we met each other in 1999. Yeah. So 2000, zero, zero, and okay. we're almost Okay, Rich. Rich, you know who sings that song? <laughs> Let's right. keep it that way. Okay, so. Okay, focus. So. <laughs> I got to be the straight man on this? You Come absolutely on, do. Okay. Um, the one thing I think that, uh, and you would always introduce me to people that wanted to, to look for me to help them. Most important thing an advisor should do is listen and not listen to correct, listen to change a mind. But there are some people today that just want to vent their frustration. Agreed. They're not looking for you to tell them what to do. Now I will tell you, there are some people that have good opinions that as far as what to do with the portfolio or a perspective that an advisor can learn from. And that was sort of my, what I thought was the best thing that I 
the experiences I had with clients before I came here was that if they asked a question or said, hey, Rich, you know, what about if we did this? And I'm like, huh, you know, I, I think that makes sense. So you're also there as an advisor not to just tell people what to do and follow the same line. I watched, I, I, I'm not a watch, I read an article the other day and it was from one of the advisor rags. And it was all these advisors and they all asked 10 advisors telling you what to do now in a bear market. Every one of them had the same advice. Why did you need 10? Stick to your plan. Don't worry. Markets come back. All of them had the same theme. And sometimes being force-fed the same junk gets tiring to investors because there is a different perspective, right? When people look at our strategy, right, Chris? Yes. When I talk to other people, they go, oh, you guys are market timers. You're market timers because we sell. We had a client the other day working with someone and um, she had an opinion. She has another portfolio with him. And she goes, I have an opinion. What if we took profits in this stock? And he goes to her, oh, you're trying to time the market, aren't you? Yes, you are. You're trying to time the market. Yes, you are <laughs> trying to time the market. You're not trying to time the market. Just because you have a sell discipline, just because you manage risk, does not make you a market timer. It makes you a market observer and to take action based on rules and a strategy. No strategy is 100% perfect, but I will tell you, managing risk when you go into a market storm is very important. It's not ride it out. Okay, if I'm 22 years old, I can possibly ride it out. If I'm 55, 60, 65 years old, how long am I going to have to ride it out? I'm losing the time factor. So when you look at how we manage portfolios, it's not market timing. It's not all out. It's all or all in. Look at the current portfolio performance. We had the worst performance of 60, 40 portfolios in recent history, down around 16%, right? We might be down 10, 11 percent on that factor 9.6 what is it 9.6 oh, thanks Three. and our stock allocated stocks are down what 18 percent i think we're down maybe what 10 11 12 something like that in other words we're going we're not timing the market it's like when you're right on the wall let's think about this we're going chris and i go and boating and his wife calls me she goes listen at the right moment, throw him over. I've got a million bucks of life insurance. Okay. All right. So we go into this big storm, right? And I don't say, Chris, let's just ride it out. Well, I might say that because the wife says, you know, pick the right time. If we ride it out and we don't do anything, well, we don't close the sales, we, we just sit there and we ride through this storm, then Mrs. Behan says, okay. Chris is gonna he's gonna lose. He's gonna he's gonna fall right over. If we batten down the hatches and we do the right things, we'll get through the storm to the clear side. Okay. What we're doing right now is managing the storm, wouldn't you say, Chris? Yeah, I, I prefer to use the roller coaster because if you start a roller coaster and a roller coaster, you start in the same spot. Ah, so okay. you if That's you start with ten thousand dollars and it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And I could still get you off a roller coaster, Mrs. B. Hansen. Oh, she still could collect the insurance. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so tomorrow I think we got Danny and Tom Allen. 
Uh, Thursday, I will be back. And then Friday, Financial Fitness Friday. So thank you for listening to The Real Investor Show. We, we are so happy you've been here. Chris Salcedo is next. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. It's a rich man's world.